This podcast represents the views and opinions of the host and its guests. It does not represent their places of work. This content is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional diagnosis or treatment. Always consult your healthcare professional. This is not your usual mental health podcast. You are listening to an open, honest, and real conversation between a licensed mental health professional and a quirky amateur interrogator as they sort through life's questions and talk about anything under the ether and the other stuff in between. Oh geez, we're back again. Hello everyone, my name is Diane. And I'm Christine. Welcome to the Ether and the Other Podcast, the show that talks about anything under the ether and the other stuff in between. Welcome to today's episode of our second season, The Effects of Love, Sex, and Relationships on Our State of Mind, Our Mental Health. Today, we will talk about the effects on a child's mental health when they're abandoned and neglected. Ito po yung mga batang naiwan ng mga overseas Filipino workers OFWs. Also, we will talk about the mental health risk of overseas Filipino workers. Ano po ang mga pangunahing dahilan bakit may mental health issues ang mga OFWs at ang mga sitwasyon na nakakadagdag o nakakapagpalala nito? This podcast briefly discusses suicide. We recognize that this topic is difficult. If you feel affected or triggered by it, Please contact National Mental Health Crisis Hotline 0917-899-8727 or your local mental health hotline. We encourage you to care for your safety and well-being. I think our topic today is geared towards OFWs and their families. Yes, it is. To help us have a better understanding, we will use a movie and its characters as an example. We will go beyond the heartbreaking scenes, tear-jerking lines, and most especially the character stereotypes. I will use my years of counseling experience to dig deep into the mental health problems of the movie's characters. We Filipinos love to watch movies and TV series. In other words, you'll treat the movie as a real-life situation and its characters as your counseling clients, right? Yes, hoping that through this podcast and episode today, we can spread awareness on how important it is to maintain a healthy state of mind, isang masaya at malusog na pag-iisip. The movie we will talk about today is called Anak, translated to English, The Child. I think this movie speaks a lot about the relationship between a mother and her children who were separated from each other for a long time as well as the emotional and mental hardships of being an overseas Filipino worker or OFW. Before we talk about the movie and its characters from a mental health point of view, let's have some information about the movie. I don't think we have to worry about spoilers because this movie came out ages ago. Yes, I think we can tell the whole plot of the movie. Anak the Movie was released in Philippine cinema in 2000. It stars Vilma Santos as Josie, Claudine Barreto as Carla, Joel Torre as Rudy, and Baron Geisler as Michael. It tells the story of Josie, a domestic helper or 
a nanny in Hong Kong who had to leave her children to financially support the family. Her husband, Rudy, was a kind and loving father, but isn't earning enough to provide for the whole family. So she left behind her three kids and husband to work for a wealthy family in Hong Kong. A short time after she left, her husband, Rudy, died. The three kids she left behind had to grow up and cope with life without the presence of both mother and father. Carla, the eldest daughter, had to take care of her two younger siblings, Michael and Dadai. I don't understand why they have to name the youngest daughter with such an awful and weird name. Dadai. Dadai. The two older siblings have completely normal names, Carla and Michael. Then you have the youngest, Dadai. After six long years, Josie was able to finally come back home to her kids, filled with hope, savings from her work, and bearing gifts for everyone. Unfortunately, things were far from what she imagined and hoped for. Her kids didn't quite exactly welcome her with open and longing arms. It wasn't the reunion she had hoped for. Carla was rebellious and wild. Her son Michael is shy and apprehensive and is in deep trouble in school. And her youngest daughter, Dadai, doesn't even know who she is. Josie was a stranger to her own kids. The kids built an emotional wall against their own mother. Carla does nothing to disguise her resentment towards her mother, believing for years that she deliberately abandoned her family. Little did Carla know that her mother was utterly devastated when her husband died. She wasn't able to attend the funeral since she was locked up inside the house and not allowed to go out by her employers when they traveled to the U.S. It was a month later that Josie found out about her husband's death since her employers didn't give her mail. Yes, mail, a physical letter. This was filmed during the dark ages, the time before Facebook and social media. So what do you expect, right? In today's time, this is unthinkable. Everybody posts everything. Carla openly challenges her mother's maternal authority. She doesn't give in to disciplining and reprimanding. She uses illegal drugs and flaunts around the boys she dates. The ones whom she knows her mother will not approve of. In other words, she was acting out her pain and showing her rebellious side. Josie tried her best to be optimistic and essentially tried to win back her kids' affection and trust. She used her savings to set up a business with her two friends, a taxi business, so she won't leave her kids ever again to provide for them. Well, since this is a, a movie drama, drama with a capital D, things got pretty worse. Josie's business failed. She was now unable to pay for the family expenses. Carla ran away and her drug habit had gone worse. And Michael got kicked out of his school and lost his scholarship. And so Josie's fear came true. She now has to leave her kids and work again in Hong Kong to support them. But on the night before she leaves, an argument between Carla and Josie started that eventually opened up the door to their reconciliation. Let's look into the main characters of the movie, Josie and Carla. Let's talk about Josie. She was a wife and a mother who chose to work abroad as a domestic helper to help with her family's finances. Prevalent emotion. 
After returning from Hong Kong, she was happy to be home and be with her family. She was hopeful that her relationship with her children would improve in time. Observe behavior. She tried to mend her broken relationship with her kids through gifts and giving them attention. However, this did not work because they were deeply hurt by the absence of the parents during their growing up years. Significant life experiences. She was mistreated by her employers in Hong Kong, the death of her husband, and being away from her family. Let's talk about Carla. Carla, as the eldest child, she was left with the responsibility of looking after her siblings because her father died and her mother was away. Prevalent emotion. She resented her mother for working abroad and interpreted this as abandoning the family. While her mother was away, her father died, so she had to be strong for herself and her siblings. She was hurt, she was angry, and was not afraid to let her mother know about it. Observe behavior. She disobeyed her mother and dated guys she knew that her mother would disapprove of. She was openly deviant, but deep inside, she was hurting and did not understand her emotions and was expressing it in ways that are not helpful to her. Significant life experiences. Absentee mother, father's sudden death, and being forced to grow up early to care for her younger siblings. Now that we know a little background of the movie and the two main characters, it's now time to set up the foundation of our topic. It's very obvious in Filipino society how we value mothers. The old Filipino saying, Ang nanay ay ang ilaw ng tahanan. In English, the mother is the light of every home. It is a proof of how family and a society, most especially a child, cannot function without maternal presence. This idea is not only common knowledge, but it is well-documented. Yes, well-documented. And experiments were done to prove this. So let me share with you scientific proof of how important mothers are. I came across an experiment when I was reading a history book. I can't exactly recall what rabbit hole I went through, but I'm guessing it was the Israeli historian Yuval Harari's book. It was referring to the American psychologist Harry Harlow and his monkey love experiment. Yes, they called it just that, <laughs> monkey love experiment. A monkey love experiment for obvious reasons. They can't experiment on kids, so they had to use monkeys. Harry Harlow was one of the pioneers in the study of human love and affection. He worked alongside Abraham Maslow. Yeah, the guy who created Maslow's hierarchy of needs. In the monkey love experiment, he separated infant monkeys from their birth mothers and introduced two surrogate mothers, a mother made of wire and a mother made of cloth. The wire mother has, well, wires for a body, cold, hard metal. Um, from the picture, it kind of looked like chicken wires and has a head with two black eyes only, no other facial features. Kind of creepy if you imagine it. The war mother provides milk using a baby bottle, a chupon or biberon, attached to its wire body. So it was a metal milk-supplying surrogate mother. 
On the other hand, the cloth mother, well, it had cloth for a body, specifically wool. They used wool in the experiment. So it's softer, fluffier. Its head had full facial features, the eyes, the nose, mouth, ears, everything. But it didn't provide any milk. So it was a fluffy, zero-milk surrogate cloth mother. The results of the monkey love experiment were, one, the baby monkey would go to the wire mother when it's hungry, since it had milk, right? But return immediately to the cloth mother once satisfied or once busog na siya. The baby monkey spent far more time with the cloth mother, cuddling and being affectionate, compared to the wire mother who provides the milk. Interesting, right? Second, when the baby monkey was introduced to a totally new and unfamiliar environment together with the cloth mother, the baby monkey would explore the new environment. But when it was frightened or scared, like um, hearing a loud noise, it ran to the cloth mother for comfort and then ventured out to explore again. On the other hand, the absence of a surrogate mother the baby monkey didn't explore the new surroundings. Instead, it just lied on the floor, paralyzed, freezed up, it screamed, and it cried. The surrogate cloth mother provides a safe place, a sort of base camp where the baby monkey feels, of course, safe, secure, protected, well cared for, and comfort. So that's a fascinating look on the importance of a mother's presence and the emotional support she gives to a child. The child puts a premium on emotional support. So going back to the movie, in every story, there are always two sides. For the movie Anak, those two sides are the kids and the mothers. So let's start first with the kids. In the movie, Joseph's kids, especially Carla and Michael, felt abandoned and neglected. Their father died, and their mother is physically not there as well. When we think of abandonment, we automatically think the physical presence. It's an absence. They're not physically there. Oo, hindi mo sila mahawakan, mahagkan, mayakap, at makapiling. It's easy to understand that, especially in the movie. But there's another form of abandonment. That's the emotional side. I think this is important to talk about as most children of OFWs are left behind when they're relatively young. So let's define important terms, abandonment and neglect. Abandoned. The woman abandoned her child. So what does that mean? It means she left and never came back. Or if she did come back, like in the case of Josie, it was years or after a long time. Neglected. The woman neglected her child. What does that mean? It means that she didn't take enough care of the child. She does care for them, but it wasn't enough. So my first question is, what does it mean when a child is emotionally abandoned and neglected? Bago natin sagutin yan, mas maganda kung alamin muna natin ano ba ang emotional needs ng mga bata. Ang mga bata ay may ilang pangunahing mga pangangailangan o yung tinatawag nating basic emotional needs Anong mga ito? Una, unconditional love. Pagmamahal na walang pasubali. 
walang kondisyon. Importante sa mga bata na may nanay at tatay sila na kahit anumang mali na nagawa nila ay mahal pa rin sila at kaya silang patawarin at tanggapin. Pangalawa, empathy o pakikiramay. Mahalaga sa mga bata na maramdaman nila na may nakikiramay sa kanila, na may nanay at tatay sila na hindi lang nakikinig at nakakaintindi sa nararamdaman nila, kundi nirirespeto ang nararamdaman nila. Pangatlo, atensyon o pansin. Mahalaga sa mga bata na may nanay at tatay na pumapansin sa kanila. Bayraong kumakausap, nakikipaglaro sa kanila at nag-aalaga rin. Mahalaga na maramdaman nila na sila ay tao din. Ikaapat, safe and secure. Mahalaga maramdaman ng mga bata na sila ay nasa isang ligtas na tirahan na walang mananakit sa kanila. Malaya silang makakapaglaro, kumbaga malaya silang maging isang bata. At ang huli, valued and appreciated. Importante sa mga bata na maramdaman nila na sila ay pinapahalagahan na may silbi sila sa buhay. So in other words, our emotional needs are to be heard and understood, to be nurtured, to be appreciated, to be valued, to be accepted, and of course, we need affection, love, and companionship. Oo, tama yun. Going back to your question, what is emotional abandonment or neglect? It is when a parent fails to fulfill a child's emotional needs. Neglect dahil hindi niya nagampanan o hindi niya lubusang nagampanan ang kanyang responsibilidad bilang isang magulang. Is emotional abandonment and neglect the same as emotional abuse? Emotional abuse is done intentionally. Sinasadya mong sakta ng isang bata. Halimbawa, yung name-calling, tinatawag mo na bobo o tanga ang iyong anak kapag sila ay nagkakamali. O iniinsulto mo ang iyong anak. O sasabihin na kapag hindi siya susunod sa mga utos mo, hindi na siya mahal. At ang huli, sasaktan mo siya o papaluin mo siya. In the movie Anak, yes, Carla and Michael felt abandoned and neglected. But did Josie intentionally do that? Sinedya ba niya na abandonhin yung mga anak niya? Siyempre hindi. Dahil sa hirap ng buhay at pangaabuso din ng mga amo niya, kaya hindi siya nakauwi sa libing ng kanyang asawa at hindi rin niya agad nakapilang ang kanyang mga anak. Di po ba bilang isang magulang, ano ba ang ayaw mo na mangyari sa anak mo? Ayaw na ayaw mo na sila ay magugutom. At gagawin mo lahat para hindi sila magutom. Kagaya ng nangyari kay Josie. Wala naman pong mali na punuin natin ang basic needs ng mga anak natin. Need for food, shelter, clothes, and education. Pero dapat po natin balansihin. Kadalasan kasi ay nakakalimutan natin ang isa pang importanteng aspeto. Ito yung emotional needs. Kagaya ng nangyari, Kala Josie. Sad to say, minsan nasasakripisyo talaga ang emotional needs ng mga bata. Dahil mas pinagtutuunan ng pansin ang physiological needs. Ito yung food, shelter, water, and education. Losing a parent is very traumatic and stressful time for a child. May mga bagay na hindi pa nila lubusang maintindihan dahil nga bata pa sila. They need all the emotional support from the surviving parent. 
Kaya ganun na lang ang galit at sama ng loob ni na Carla at Michael nung hindi nila nakita ang kanilang nanay kasi hindi nga nakauwi agad si Josie. What happens when a child who feels emotionally abandoned and neglected grows up? In the movie, the effects on Carla and Michael were obvious. Aggression, substance abuse, Carla was on drugs. Si Michael naman ay sobrang mahiyain at tahimik. He has low self-esteem. Kahit na siya ang pinakamatalino sa mga magkakapatid. Other negative effects of mental health are depression, PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Yung pagkamatay ng kanilang tatay ay isang traumatic event sa buhay nila. Anxiety o sobrang pagkabalisa. Apathy or appearing uncaring or indifferent. Tipong walang pakialam sa buhay o sa ibang tao. Trust issues, difficulty trusting others or relying on others for help. Also, avoiding emotional closeness or intimacy. Feeling empty, yung parang pakiramdam mo, manhid ka na. Or you feel numbed, empty, or cut off from your emotions. Yung tipong hindi mo alam paano ipapahayag ang nararamdaman mo. You feel unable to manage or express what you feel. Poor impulse control or self-discipline. This is due to lack of guidance and support as a child. And lastly, high likelihood to have an eating disorder. I guess it's a good time to move to the other side of the story, Josie's side, the mother who works as an OFW. To say that being away from your kids is hard is an understatement, right? There are many hardships OFWs go through, but let's focus more on the mental health risk of OFWs. What causes mental health issues among OFWs? The mental health issues of most OFWs are strongly linked with these five circumstances. Ang mga mental health issues na madalas na nararanasan ng ating mga OFWs ay dahil sa Una, Stress from work, lalo na sa mga trabahong may high occupational hazards at longer working hours. Halimbawa po nito ay ang mga nurses o healthcare workers natin na nasa ibang bansa. Pangalawa, social isolation. Anong ibig sabihin nito? Wala kang pakikipag-ugnayan sa ibang tao, mga kaibigan o mga kakilala. Wala kang nakakausap. At wala kang kakwentuhan. Yung isang halimbawa sa pelikula, si Josie ay kinulong ng kanyang amo sa bahay nila ng isang buwan habang nasa Amerika sila. Isa pang halimbawa ay ang karanasan ng mga seafarers o seaman dahil madalas silang nasa barko lamang at nasa dagat. Maswerte na lang kung sa barko nila na pinagtatrabahuhan ay maraming mga Pinoy rin. Paano kung wala? Pangatlo, marginalization. Ano ba ibig sabihin ng marginalized? In simple words, you are pushing aside the person. Kumbaga, dyan ka lang sa tabi. Ito ay ang pagtrato sa isang taong hindi mo pinapahalagahan o hindi mo iniisip na sila ay importante. Pangapat, discrimination. Hindi patas ang pagtingin ng iba sa iyo. Hindi porket domestic helper ka ay tama lang na 24 oras kang 
nagtatrabaho. At panglima, abuse o pang-aabuso. Ang pang-aabuso ay pwedeng maging pisikal o emosyonal. Yung sinisigawan at iniinsulto ka ng amo mo ay isang uri din ng pang-aabuso o ito ang tinatawag nating verbal abuse. At ano po ang lalong nagpapalala at lalong nakakasama sa mga ganitong kahirapan ng mga OFWs? What aggravates or worsens mental health issues? Una, distance from family. Malayo sa pamilya at kaibigan o na nagdudulot ng homesickness. Kasi nga, malayo ka sa lahat ng taong importante sa iyo. Pangalawa, unfamiliar environment. Kapag nasa ibang bansa po tayo, syempre, maninibago rin po tayo. Hindi po ganun kapamilyar sa inyo ang lengguahe, kultura, kahit ngayong pagkain. Tsaka, pag nasa ibang bansa, walang jeep o tricycle. Wala rin dong sari-sari store. Pakiramdam mo, nasa ibang planeta ka. Pangatlo, racism. Dahil sa pagkakaiba ng kultura, ang pagtrato sa iyo ay iba rin. Hindi kayo magkakapantay-pantay. Pangapat, food and housing insecurity. Walang kasiguraduhan sa pagkain at pamamahay. Ito po ay madalas na nangyayari sa mga domestic helper. Madalas natin marinig sa mga balita yung kwentong hindi pinapakain ng kanilang amo o hindi maayos silang pinapakain. Yung iba naman, kung saan-saan lang pinapatulog. Walang maayos na matutulugan. Kapag ang isang nurse ay stress na sa trabaho at malayo pa sa pamilya, kapag ang seaman ay socially isolated, ulang makausap malayo sa pamilya at kaibigan, kapag ang isang domestic helper ay inaabuso at hindi pa pinapakain ng maayos, at lalo na kapag ito ay paulit-ulit o madalas nangyayari, it is not surprising that OFWs will have mental health issues. What are the common mental health issues experienced by OFWs? These are common mental health issues experienced by OFWs. Una, adjustment disorder. This is an emotional or behavioral reaction to a stressful event or change in a person's life. Hirap na hirap po kayong makisama sa katrabaho o bumagi sa bago niyong trabaho o sa bansa kung saan kayo napadpad. Normal naman po na sa una ay nahihirapan tayo. May adjustment period tayong tinatawag, pero kapag anim na buwan o mahigit pa, ay hirap pa rin po tayo at hindi naiibsan. Posible po ay may adjustment disorder at kailangan ninyong humingi ng tulong. The symptoms of adjustment disorder are frequent crying, trouble sleeping, feeling sad or hopeless, lack of appetite, difficulty concentrating at work, suicidal thoughts or behavior. Pangalawa, mood disorder. Hindi po ito yung tinatawag natin na moody ha? Iba yon. Lahat po tayo ay paminsan-minsan ay wala sa mood o nasa bad mood. Mood disorder is very different. Mood disorders are more intense and harder to manage than normal feelings of sadness. Kapag nasa bad mood tayo, it doesn't really interfere with our daily activities. Makakapasok ka pa rin sa trabaho. Kakausapin mo pa din ang mga tao sa trabaho mo, yung mga office mates mo. 
nakakatulog ka pa rin naman at nakakain ka pa rin. Mood disorders affect the way you feel. These are when your general emotional state or mood is distorted and interferes with your day-to-day functioning. In other words, it is a serious change in how you feel. Ito ay isang malaking pagbabago sa nararamdaman mo na nakakaapekto sa iyong pag-iisip at galaw. You may feel for a long period of time extreme happiness and then this will be followed by extreme sadness or vice versa. Common examples of mood disorder are depression and bipolar. Pangatlo, psychosis. In simple terms, you lost contact with reality. People commonly refer to this as a psychotic episode. Examples of psychosis are hallucinations and delusions. Hallucinations are when you see, hear, or feel things that other people don't. But hearing voices or other sounds is the most common hallucination. Ang boses na naririnig ay paiba-iba, bawat tao. Mitsan, ang boses na naririnig nila ay lalaki. Pwede naman ding babae. Nasa ibang lengguahe. Minsan parang pabulong o minsan naman sumisigaw. At kadalasan po ay masama. Wala pong hallucination na maganda at mabuti. Hindi nyo po marinig ang boses ni Marian Rivera at sinasabing, Uy, gwapo kayo. Hindi po yan hallucination. Baka panaginip ng isang taong gising. Delusions are beliefs that are not based on reality. Ito po yung mga paniniwala na hindi totoo. Halimbawa po ay may special powers kayo. Naniniwala kayo na si Superman kayo. O may mga taong humhabos sa inyo at gusto kayong saktan. O naniniwala kayo na yung pagkain mo at inumin nyo ay may lason. Pang-apat, suicide ideation or suicidal thoughts. Ano po ang ibig sabihin ng suicide ideation? Ito po ay ang pagnanais at pag-iisip ng pagpapakamatay. Suicide ideation is wanting to take your own life or thinking about it. There are two types of suicidal ideation. First is the passive. Passive occurs when you wish you were dead, but you don't actually have any plans to commit suicide. The second one is active. Active is not only thinking about it, but having the intent to commit suicide, including planning how to do it. Panglima ay suicidal acts. This is the actual event of trying to kill oneself. Baka po nagtataka kayo ano po ang suicidal behavior. Madalas po kasi nating naririnig ito. Anong pagkakaiba sa suicidal thoughts or acts? Suicidal behavior includes suicidal ideation. So ito po yung frequent thoughts of ending one's life. Suicide attempts or is the actual event of trying to kill oneself. And completed suicide or ito yung death itself. We all are her children, others to a greater degree, but still somewhere, sometime in our childhood, we felt pain from our mothers and our fathers, our main caregivers. A child's resentment towards their parents is real, and it clings way, way, way into adulthood. Some put the blame on how they were raised to their current situation in life. You know, I don't have a stable relationship. I don't have a career. They have depression, low self-esteem, and stuff like that. They put the blame on how they were raised. 
So just like in the movie, Carla blamed her mother, Josie, for the bad decisions and the bad behaviors. As an adult, you really have to ask yourself, what is this resentment for? What is this anger for? Where is this coming from? Do you want your parents to feel the pain you felt? A form of revenge? That's not good. What good would come out of it? Do you want them to apologize for the pain they've caused? They may turn into defensive mode and say, Well, I did my best at that time. Or they would say, Ginawa ko yun para sa inyong magkakapatid. So it's coming full circle. In the end, it's still your fault. Still not good enough, right? Do you want them to change into the parent you longed for as a child? Well, that's a 50-50 chance. Or might even be lower. So what do you want? What do you really want? Why not heal yourself from it? Why not forgive yourself for something that was out of your control? Why not comfort the inner hurt child in you so you can have a meaningful adult life? It doesn't mean that if you have a bad childhood, you felt abandoned and neglected, that you too will have a bad life when you're an adult. Don't let the ghost of your childhood haunt your adulthood. If Carla and Michael were to seek the help of a mental health professional such as yourself, how do they heal from emotional neglect or feeling abandoned? First, in the movie, Carla and Michael could not express how they felt, so what happened? Carla resorted to drug abuse and Michael bottled up his feelings inside. One way to help yourself is to write a letter about how you feel. Normal naman na hindi natin masasabi kung ano man ang nararamdaman natin, lalo na dun sa taong nakasakit sa atin. Pero hindi naman ibig sabihin ay hindi na natin kayang ipahiyag o ipaalam ang sakit at galit nararamdaman natin. This is where writing or journaling helps because you are able to bring your feelings and emotions to the surface and make it clearer and help you understand how you truly feel. Second, this is very important. Uh, which is identifying your needs. When you write things down, you eventually learn to understand yourself and what you need. In the movie, Carla clearly needed the warmth of her mother, but the way she tried to fill up that need was hurting her and putting herself at risk. The risk of unwanted pregnancy, the risk of overdose or OD from the drugs she took. Third, Adults who felt emotionally abandoned and neglected as children often have difficulty with self-care and self-love. Look at Carla in the movie. If you care and love yourself, you wouldn't resort to self-destruction. So love yourself and take good care of yourself. Last but not the least, when your abandonment and neglect issues have spilled over to your romantic relationships work, career, and especially if you've taken drugs and alcohol, then it's best to ask for professional help. Go to therapy or counseling. Sadly, most people ask for help when it's too late or when things are at its worst. Towards the end of the movie, Josie was going back to Hong Kong to work again. If Josie were to seek the help of a mental health professional such as yourself, how can she maintain a healthy state of mind? I will tell her to seek out other Filipinos to lessen her homesickness. Ang homesickness talaga ang pinakamalaking kalaban ng mga OFWs natin. Di ba sa ibang bansa, maraming Filipino communities, 
it's like having that feeling of being at home while you are away from your home country. Ang homesickness kasi, hindi lang naman yan yung na-miss mo yung anak mo, pamilya mo, kaibigan mo, lahat ng loved ones mo, di ba? Kasama na din yung pagbabago ng nananaranasan mo. Kasi nga, pag nasa ibang bansa ka, bagong tirahan, bagong trabaho, kapag mas malaki yung pagkakaiba sa kultura o lifestyle ng isang bansa, mas matindi ang homesickness. Mas matindi yung pakiramdam mo na hindi ka taga doon. The feeling of not belonging is so strong. Maliban sa maghanap ka ng mga Pilipino o kababayan, maganda, maganda din na sa sarili mo mismo. Tanggap mo na normal lang ang magkaroon ng homesickness. Wala namang mali doon. It only means that you have a healthy attachment to your loved ones. Pwede din simulan mo yung pakipagkaibigan sa mga locals. Alamin mo ang buhay at kultura nila. Second thing is to regularly talk to your children. Medyo madali na yan ngayon, di ba? Kasi may mga Facebook na, Messenger, Viber, yan. Kumpara noon sa panahon ni Josie na wala pang social media. Marami ng paraan para makipag-usap. Maganda po ito if you have a routine. Mag-schedule kayo ng araw at oras kayo mag-uusap ng loved ones mo para you have something to look forward to and yung mga bata rin, ramdam nila na you make, you're making time for them. What about you? For someone who hates change, what advice can you give to Josie or other OFWs to lessen their homesickness? Hunt for a favorite place or spot. You have to hunt for a favorite place or spot. Hunt talaga? <laughs> well, um, let me rephrase that. It sounded so paranormal. I've been watching too many dead files. Find a favorite place or spot. So you feel something is familiar. It could be a favorite spot in the park, like under a shady tree, or a favorite hangout place in the coffee shop, a favorite seat where you can see the entrance and the exit door. It could be anything. This could help you establish something familiar that will make you start feeling like it's a home away from home. Before we end this episode, I gotta ask you, what do you think of the movie Anak? It was an intense movie which is typical of Pinoy drama. I didn't like that it was long, but I appreciate the way they depicted the experiences of families with OFW parents. Ikaw? For me, it was drama. Drama with a capital D. I don't like movies such as Anak because I feel like it sort of romanticizes the plight of OFWs and treats their hardship as something heroic or worse, something that is totally normal. Something that OFWs have to go through. If you were mistreated, then you should ask for help. From the embassy, from social work, charitable institutions, and even the religious organizations. There are so many people out there waiting to lend a hand. Providing for your family shouldn't be at the expense of your sanity. Providing for your family doesn't come at the cost of your own life. 
Today, we talked about feelings of abandonment and neglect of a child as well as the mental health risk OOFWs. My key takeaways are, first, for families who have OFW family members, it is important to use all possible means to stay connected. Second, if you have experienced being abandoned, you owe it to yourself to be healed. So, take time and take charge. That is this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you everyone for listening to us today. We hope you'll join us next week as we continue to talk about anything under the ether and the other stuff in between. Whee!